0: Tuning
1: in to the Awkward Thinking Podcast. <laughs> chia, 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 chia. Welcome back to the Awkward Thinking Podcast. I'm your boy, Nas, aka Sticks. What's up? I'm Ben. And we are the friends you never knew you needed. All that in a bag of chips. Awkward thinkers. White people <laughs> class in the building. Woo. You know what to do, the vibes. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Do all that in the back. Tell Just Make sure you tell us why we are your favorite podcast. Tell your friend about our podcast. Tell your auntie about your podcast. Tell yes. your favorite teacher how to get your podcast. All right, I, you know. Yeah. Today
2: we got a special guest on the podcast. Uh, you want to introduce yourself, Miss Massey?
3: Absolutely. My name is Eileen Massey. Um, I am. I was formerly a teacher, and I'm still kind of working in education. I just go around and review schools.
2: Miss Massey was uh, one of my former high school teachers. Uh, I had her, I think, for like two or three different classes um, back way back in like 2015, 2016. A long time ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. I feel <laughs> old now. Um, it's kind of wild to have her on the podcast now, looking back at it. I don't know. I would have never thought we would be here. So it's funny uh, to be doing that.
1: So was you, was you one of them uh, high school teachers that was fine back back in 2015, or you was just – how was that?
3: <laughs> so, like, when I started teaching at – I started teaching at the high school. I was older. I was 36. Okay. So I felt like, oh, you know, I'm older. I waited some time. I was like, I don't because I don't want – like, I don't want those issues. Like, I've seen those mm-hmm. things happen to, like, younger teachers. Um, but even though I was 36, I, there were still, like, some – Inappropriate like situations
1: Definitely. that
3: I like encounter as a thirty six year old woman, almost forty.
1: Okay.
2: And not right. to not in their defense or anything, but Miss Massey, even mm-hmm. though she came in at thirty six, Miss Massey looked like she was still in her early twenties coming in. <laughs> okay. So like when she came in, she <laughs> like us. Uh, <laughs> we all we teenagers we like oh they got a young teacher in here right. like she came in we all like oh they got a young teacher in here and so like you know how it is when with a young teacher and then miss massey is very, she's a very beautiful woman so like she come in she's beautiful you got the one the girls on one side who are like oh like forget her this and that because now they jealous because the the boys in the class is not fiending over them and now you got the dudes in the class with hormones and everything going crazy mm. um but I don't think we, nobody, to my knowledge, anybody in my class, nobody got too inappropriate or said anything to my knowledge. That was crazy. I think we still kept it respectful, even though it was like, oh, there's a beautiful teacher here.
3: Nothing. Nothing in your class.
2: How was that, though? Like, because you, like, do uh, you watch Abbott Elementary?
3: I do. I love that
2: show. So, I like, how was that come or maybe i'm getting too far ahead
1: i mean hey man yeah it's a show man we here for dialogue and conversation
2: but like (laughs) were you worried though like being a younger teacher coming in and like not even just with the students but even with the other staff like having to like i'm young but i
3: so yeah like you know i i actually because i was older i didn't think it but like also there were some staff members who like and this is like a, a adults like who were like spreading rumors about like myself and other teachers like because you know me and my sister came in at the same time mm-hmm. oh, you um, and so they were spreading rumors about yeah my sister is like three years younger than me um so yeah like i wasn't worried about it but it was it was a thing like when we first got there
2: yeah it i don't uh, you you would think stuff isn't messy but i i feel like no matter where yeah. you work at no matter what mm-hmm. you doing Mm -hmm. it gets messy because it's it's like you got all these people in one place it's a little social bubble they all whispering and they all talking because i don't know i feel like i do remember uh it was stuff that we would hear like we probably shouldn't have heard Mm -hmm. or like rumors teachers Mm -hmm. definitely shouldn't be talking in front of students but like whenever you see a younger woman come in you always go hear rumors about her like it's always going to be something Mm -hmm. said and She's always going to be in this teacher face, or this teacher liked them, and it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, did you ever want to fight somebody? Is that the thing? <laughs> <laughs> like fight a <an> dog? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you know, it might get crazy. I uh-huh. might dap up at the end, but did you want to fight somebody at the end of that?
3: Okay there was never anyone i wanted to fight there were people that i just didn't like engage with at all like Mm -hmm. i didn't speak to because i know that they were people who were like kind of keeping up this rumor mill or like these gossips so i just didn't i wasn't around them at all like people i just knew were miserable people yeah like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna gonna tell y'all like this i'm gonna tell y'all the story so i used to always have like junk in my food like candy like in my room Mm -hmm. and so i was walking down the hall at the other end of the hall and somebody yells Can I come down to your room and get some candy? And so I'm like, what? And they're like, can I come to your room and get some candy? And I'm like, yeah, like just come when I after fourth period or whatever. So Mm -hmm. there was a teacher down there, and the teacher said that the kid said, can I cuss? I mean, I don't want to cuss, but this is an open platform. Oh, okay, okay. So, so he said that the the teacher went back and said that the student yelled down the hall, "Can I come? Can I get some pussy?" And I was like, yeah, come back at the fourth period
1: i would have loved my teachers so that like me stuff
3: that. like that and this was an adult that said
0: that yeah and was
3: telling like the other adults that i said you know yeah come at the fourth period so stuff like that like and when it's that kind wild. of stuff happens it's like okay i ain't got no reason to even talk to you because why would you like this is like my livelihood but yeah 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 and especially
1: with a kid though that is that's not even nothing mm-hmm. to joke right. around or play with yeah but you, you know, know. You know, you know you know what's so crazy about that like sometimes when you are like as a high schooler like that's like the ultimate like flex yeah i don't know what like it is to deal with the a teacher. fantasy yeah it's the fantasy thing like all my teachers was old wrinkly like nobody <laughs> went i think the only um teacher i had she was like an irish lady she mm-hmm. um she was sunburnt, but you know i went to all boys catholic school so it's like going to a, <laughs> to a jail you You see a correctional officer. She don't look the best, but she, you know, she going to do the job for why you in here. Um, I feel like it's low-key
2: like an immature, it's an immature way of thinking, though, because it's like uh, you do have this person, this adult that's in power, this person who can low-key control your grades and all that. They have power over you. There should never, especially in in a setting like that, there should never be a reason why a teacher and a student are ever interacting in that kind of way. So it's like. Yeah. So Us as kids, yeah, we probably look at it And we think, oh, and it's also glorified Through media and everything that we see Like that's supposed to happen Or if it happens, it's supposed to be a
1: plus But that, no, that's not okay mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of the time So uh, I know you probably grew Like, you know, strong relationships As I see like you have with Vince um, mm-hmm. But how How do you cut that off To uh, How do you keep it Professional? Yeah, because, you know, you know, you start getting a little lenient with the mm-hmm. things that you do say yeah. to a child and stuff like that. And like, how do you keep it professional?
3: So I feel like what what I realized and understood was there are some students like so there are like there were like maybe a group of four students that I just had like really good relationships two girls and two boys and like they were just with me i would take them to games and i always had a like a really good relation and i even talked to these kids now one of them passed away Mm. um but i talked to like them all like now even still regularly but i think like outside of that four like there were certain things that i didn't even think i had to do because that's that wasn't on my mind like somebody was like, you can't sit in the room with the door closed. And in my mind, I'm not, I didn't, it didn't cross my mind. That mm-hmm. I was doing anything wrong, but I was like, Oh, you know, I got these two boys in here. I can't be in here. You know, I didn't think about that. So there were certain things that like, you know, I had to kind of adjust and start thinking kind of in that way. Like I can't have this kid like in a car by myself, like after hours, you know, taking him from a game or I can't like have this boy in my classroom, you know, like mm-hmm. just certain things like that, that I kind of had to adjust, um, because, like, I I think, I don't, y'all probably wouldn't be surprised, but there were a lot of, like, like just kind of trying to cross the lines or kind of testing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it was like, all right, no, just like, no, that's not okay. You know, like, it's certain things you just can't say, so. Mm-hmm. I think just, like, just being mindful, because when I came into the, like, into the high school, honestly, I really wasn't mindful of a lot of things. So, just, like, being mindful um and being aware like, the kids that I had around me all the time, I know that that's not, you know. Yeah. That it wasn't anything, like,
0: weird
2: going on. Y'all were like a posse, though. I remember it used to, like, oh like you said, it's it was like four crazy. four kids. You and know the used ones to be always with me. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> other the other kids would be upset because they'd be like, you show favoritism, <laughs> it's this and that. And, like, y'all always this <laughs> and that.
3: I oh know it's
2: so bad. It'd be a lot of hate, so a lot bad. of jealousy. <laughs> I don't
3: know. It's like everything, everywhere you go, like you gonna have people that you just like, you know, that's just like your people. I don't, I don't
2: understand because uh, I'm we go. I'm kind of going through that right now at work where like we got people who uh, want to be a part of like the clique. I guess that we are. I don't see us as a mm-hmm. clique, but I, I look at it more so like we've built a, a friendship, a relationship yeah. with each other. Yeah. And so we can joke and we can have certain mm-hmm. bonds and people come in and they be like, all right, well, I want to be a part of that. Or they see that and they feel challenged by it. And it's like, i am we're not mm-hmm. here to challenge you or for you to feel any kind of way. It's not, but, you,
3: but it's like people find their people like at work. And just because you're not, like, a part of that, it doesn't, like, it's just, you Mm -hmm. know, like, you should find your own people, you know, the people you're comfortable with that you, like, have the same interests as that you can kind of just, like, be comfortable in a different type of way.
0: Mm, And that's
3: something we have to realize. We're not everybody's people, you know? Like, we ain't going to vibe with everybody in that way.
1: So, uh, did you ever have like any like uh, love interest as far as coworkers? Like, you know how like it is in Abbott Elementary, somebody is flirting or something like that. You ain't never had no times where you uh, flirted with the superintendent or anything like that.
3: <laughs> so I never, I never know. The only time um, when I first started working, I was the summer before I started working there. I was dating a coworker. But he broke it off because he said, "You know, I think it might be uncomfortable for us to be working together. It's just like you know, so mm-hmm. and we we had just went out like that summer. We had just like hung out. Like it wasn't anything like you know mm-hmm. serious. Um, but then after maybe like three years, after like right before I left, we started dating again, and mm-hmm. we were working together at the time." So, that was another thing that was, like, gave people, like, gossip, you
2: know. Yeah, and people love some good gossip. How was that working with somebody you date? Because I'm working, like, my girl, we work together right now. It's conflict of interest, I say. Um, I don't think so. You
3: know, it's, I don't know, like, I I don't know. You know, like, everywhere you go, there are people who are unhappy. Mm -hmm. And so, I feel like when we were, because we worked together, like, People would try to like. I mean, people just make stuff up. Like people said we were sneaking away and like um, meeting in the locker room, and it was just like a lot of. It was.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, but like, I feel like you have to. You can't really like be hugged up or like you know even in classrooms we wasn't hugged up or you know it was it was always just maintaining like a level of professionalism. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that because only- people
3: want a reason to gossip?
1: Definitely. Is that only mm-hmm. for like black teachers? Because I did not when when like my teachers were like predominantly white mm-hmm. and that was never the case. They show they always showed that they was messing with each other, whether they was married or anything really? like that. And like I remember when um, one of my teachers got married, um he got married to one of like the subs or something like that. She kept coming in or something like that. And we applauded him for like proposing to her in marriage, and they would come in, they would flirt with each other, they had, eventually had a kid together, mm. um, and stuff like that. But it seemed okay. like it wasn't like a big issue for the involvement for us to be in that, um, in that space for with them. So I but don't you know, know if black it's
3: different. People just, I- <laughs> I, I think it is different, but I think it's only—I think it's different because, like, I feel like Black people. We feel like we always have to show up as our very best selves. Yeah. Like we always like we can't be less professional. Like we were in a professional development before, and one of the white teachers started like saying, "Man, what the fuck are y'all talking about? And fuck this, fuck that." Like just cussing. I've never heard a Black person speak like that in a professional environment, mm-hmm. but I've heard white people do it often. You know, so it's like we we have to we can't do we can't get away. If we did that we be all kind of ghetto and be getting called in and stuff like yep. that. So I think it's just like, we just got to, you know, show up a little differently to and be I, taken serious.
2: I think it's also about the your environment as well, because like, you know, I, I love my teachers and everything, but I, I, like I said, I feel like I knew a lot that was going on behind the scenes that I shouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Um Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: And so like, yeah, we were in high school, but I do feel like, some on the teacher level there was high school stuff going on where it was like rumors and stuff (laughs) being spread around and then again the rumors aren't just being spread around amongst the teachers it's being spread um it's being spread around for um like through the kids and through the teachers and it's like i shouldn't know even if it's not true i shouldn't know that this might be happening with teachers or this is like being speculated with teachers um People yeah. definitely don't have that professional side where it's like, let me not say this in front of a kid. Yeah. And,
3: Especially in high school. Like that's mm-hmm.
2: true. And cause you know, like the way that high school worked was like, yes, everybody has like uh, their favorite teacher or the teacher that they up under, but then you have friends, everybody talks. So like if I'm, let's say if I'm uh, being a teacher's pet to miss Massey and then miss Massey is feeding me information when I go over to you, Nas, mm-hmm. and I tell you about it, you go tell it to whoever, mm-hmm. and now you talking to your
1: favorite teacher about it. You know what's so crazy, though? I feel like, because um, I had the best of both worlds, because mm-hmm. I went to private, then I went to public. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I've seen more kids get hit in public than I've seen in private uh, schools and stuff like that. Like, uh, we had a teacher, her name was Miss Johns. And she would cuss at us crazy. She would hit us if they mm-hmm. was acting mm-hmm. up. Um, she was more so Damn. like the um, I would like to say the media of the of the school. Like mm-hmm. literally, you seen her. You know mm-hmm. that she you know she was talking to you. She you was her favorite. She yeah. would you know pull you to the side and stuff like that. So um, I don't know. I just think I don't. I think it was more lenient because I guess people didn't care in public school mm-hmm. more than they cared in part. Uh, well
2: in private. Co- if I'm yeah. private, I'm paying to be here. And then I again in public schools though, these for the most part, when I was in public school, my teachers are black. They were people who look like me, they mm-hmm. look like my parents and everything. So you could I'm okay with you talking to me a certain way. Yeah. Especially when you are correcting me and getting on me about certain things. Like uh my mm-hmm. teachers are allowed like in high school my some of my teachers cussed at us sometimes. Get get Mm -hmm. y'all shit together. Do better or whatever. It was some some Mm -hmm. stuff that we were needed to hear. But again, you can't if you not if you don't look like me and I've we don't had a relationship, you can't come down to me like that. Yeah. Nobody putting their hands on me. And that no
3: that that right. I wouldn't appreciate that with anybody. But I know, so I worked in, Be- in an um, a urban-suburban district before, mm-hmm. and one of the things that really bothered me, like, I- I'm going to tell you a story, too. When I was at the other high school, we were in a professional development, and behind me there were two white teachers, two male white teachers, and they were just like, oh, I got my FODI and, you know, I'm about to go to the hood and bust it with my homies. Like, really, really just inappropriate and yeah. offensive. Like, and so I was like, I'm sitting there and I'm hearing it. And I'm like, I cannot say anything right now because I was pissed off. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, and so I didn't say you're anything. And if you you the angry
2: black woman.
3: Exactly. exactly. And I'm all, I've always been mindful of that. So I was like, okay. So I sent an email to the principal. We had a white one and a black one. I sent the email to the principal and i'm like this was really offensive it was it was inappropriate it's not professional i was like and you're mimicking the culture that you're supposed to be a part of and understanding
0: mm-hmm. but you're making
3: a joke out of it and so the principal responded and said okay um i'll have a conversation what it was the white principal responded and so i was like well what happened i'm like you know that was really offensive like yeah. is anything happening like can i have a conversation can it be facilitated and he was like no i took care of it and that was it um, and so then another time I had on a black girl magic shirt and the white principal called me in the office and said, somebody found that offensive. Cause they were like, well, what if you had on a, what if I wore a shirt that said black, white man magic? Like, you know, that's offensive.
0: Hello.
3: Like you like, I'm working in the school with all black girls. Um, and so like situations like that, like, and I'm not saying that white teachers can't be effective in inner city schools, mm-hmm. but there's such a disconnect. Like, even me watching, like, some of those younger white teachers, the way they interacted with the kids, mm-hmm. not only, like, they were afraid of them, but their expectations for, were so low. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't do this. You don't know. This is too hard. Let me make this easy for you. Yep. Because, you know, like, so it just be, like, it's so frustrating. And then having, I work in education now, and I work with, like, um, principals and superintendents and, like, just leadership. And I I don't see it's so rare to see black people in educational leadership.
0: Mm -hmm. You
3: know, like I just feel like it's so like just racist, like just the systems of education are so racist. Definitely. So it's so frustrating. Like what you're saying, the difference between public and private, but sometimes, and this is just for me working in public, I really feel like some of these teachers feel like black people don't care about their kids. Mm -hmm. And so they talk to them crazy. They do certain things that they wouldn't do if they were in like, you know, some suburbs or private schools. And it's, it's it's frustrating like to witness, but I, I I believe what you're saying that that's on that's on brand that they would do that in a public school.
1: I will say that though, I think a lot of the times when I did go to private school, I feel like I've been I felt like when I was in public school, I felt more belittled from white teachers than I was in private school. Mm-hmm. I feel like that when you, um, I think that was my disconnect, and that's why a lot of them didn't take to me as well because they would try to downplay Mm -hmm. black students as, like, you don't know this Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I used to, um, when I was in high school, I I stood up to this teacher and I was like, hey, like, that ain't going to fly. Like, you ain't going to try to, like... Little mm-hmm. us. You know what I mean? Like I know what that is. Yeah. And you're not gonna try and I think they try to use sarcasm as their like character mm-hmm. trait or their personality yeah. trait to quote unquote be relatable Absolutely. and to be like so the black kids can just yeah. blow it off and be mm-hmm. like, Oh, yeah. that's just her. You know, or that's just him. You and know? it burns
2: me because I feel like they have that white savior complex where they feel like they are doing yes. a lot and you fixing yes. everything and you're not mm. you are not helping. I'm seeing that now oh with co-workers. I I see white people how they oh. interact with black kids Like you said, it's a fear there. It's like, oh, I got to keep you at a distance. You can't get close to me. You Mm -hmm. can't build a bond with me. You can't. Mm -hmm. There's no relationship. It's like, oh, I'm kind of worried that at any time you can snap. And then it is like that where when you try to talk to me, it's how you talk to me. I'm not stupid. I'm not like. No.
1: I don't
2: know. That
3: white savior
2: complex. Yes.
1: You spoke to her with that
2: one, huh? Because I. (laughs)
3: Listen. I already
2: know she (laughs) knows. I already moved.
3: i do like but i would see i would see the teachers talking to parents like they were children like really using a sing-songy voice like okay so what we're gonna do and i'm just like why are you talking to this adult like that yeah like they're uh-huh. slow it's just so it oh my gosh like yeah it, it's frustrating mm-hmm. that white savior complex you just hit a nerve with that one because i see it, oh i still see it now i see it now and it, mm-hmm. it comes in the form of of like low expectations of feeling like these kids don't have parents that care about them at home, mm-hmm. of feeling like they don't have parents who do the best that they can, you know, like, and it just, it, like, oh, I don't have to get them homework. Their parents can't help them with it, or, you know, their parents not going to send the homework back, or I don't know what their home life is like. Yeah. But it's like just because you live, like, in a certain area doesn't mean that you don't have a clean house or structure or, you know, parents that care. Right. So
2: And I I feel like, you know, if, if it's that series X, like, Ask those questions like how how is everything going on at home and I don't want to put like too much pressure on teachers because I understand y'all y'all already worked through a lot and y'all got a lot going on but if you don't just assume because if you assume you feel exactly me. exactly that's what
3: happens too often just mm-hmm. the assumptions that's
2: what gets them. <laughs> let's get into some petty politics though miss Massey <laughs> have you seen that um that video of that substitute fighting that student?
0: I have.
3: So my thoughts, and, and this is, is, is bias. It's coming from a former teacher perspective, mm-hmm. but I feel like I feel like there's there's not a lot of respect for a lot of young young people. Mm-hmm. Um, th- let me just say they were both wrong. I'll start with that. But the way that girl was in that woman's face,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, the way she tried to snatch something from her, um, the way that she like you know was just so disrespectful to that adult. It, that was triggering because yeah. I'm like, why should someone be expected to be disrespected on that level mm-hmm. without having a response? That girl swung <clears> on her, yes. and it's like now I. But so to expect someone to have this superhuman restraint where you're getting swung on and you just gotta like try to hold her back or like walk away to me is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I feel I feel like the girl. I feel like more so the the teacher. Like I get it. Like, okay, maybe the <laughs> maybe I don't know. But that girl was too disrespectful, and the mom actually wrote something saying, "I'm mad at the teacher." Right. She's like, "I'm mad at my
2: daughter." I saw that. So I respected that.
3: Yeah. Because I
2: felt
0: Ooh, like me too, me too.
2: Number one, I, I I'm not getting paid enough to to be able to show restraint when somebody is being Period. this aggressive <laughs> to me. You are too close to me. You are and, and people were like, "Oh, was she bumping her?" Why are you close enough where I can bump you? And I'm not coming up to you and corner you in the wall and bumping you into the wall. You, you are coming up to me there and you getting too close. And now I got to bump you. Me bumping you is telling mm-hmm. you you too close already. You should know you too close. And mm-hmm. I got to bump you for you. And then the girl is coming at her and she aggressive. She yelling at her. You go give me back my phone. Yep. This and that. And then you swung at me. You swung. You tried to hit you tried to I, knock my head off my shoulders. I didn't see this video that y'all. You got to see the video. Yeah. But the girl the, the the younger girl or the young girl, she was like the student was very aggressive and I was just thinking I'm like it shouldn't even got that far where where like the the girl she's walking up onto the uh teacher like that. Nope. Nope. I don't, nope, it shouldn't have. Like I can't, I can't even think about sitting in the classroom and I, I seen one of my, my former teachers, uh, you know, they recorded him getting into a fight with a student and everything. And that teacher, I hated that teacher while I was in school, but I would have never thought to raise my hands up to that teacher. And, and when I seen yeah. it, I wasn't like, Oh, he finally got his ass beat. That, I was like, bro, why would you put your hands on a teacher, uh, an adult, yeah. somebody who could be a parent. And mm-hmm. That teacher was annoying, but I would have never. I don't condone putting your hands on no on no grown person, on no teacher, especially a person. I'm at work. I'm not here to fight you. That's not
1: what I'm here for. I feel like I feel like now, mm-hmm. um, honestly, since y'all been talking about that. Uh, even the disciplinary part of you know, kids just get beaten like with the paddle and, and stuff like that in school with the nuns and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So and, you know, my mom recalls a couple of times where the you know, yeah, go ahead. If you my kid acted up, beat their ass. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So what's so do you think that needs to be implemented back into no, into teaching systems? Because
2: that's not No You don't have the right to put your hands on me. I don't care like call my mm-hmm. parent up here. Let my parent with my butt. Don't but you you don't I
1: You're not touching me, especially in high school. Think about the the much involvement a teacher has in your life more than your parents. Mm -hmm. I don't I also just
2: as a person who works for kids right now, I don't want that kind of responsibility. I don't think that's something for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I think about like
1: the and this is just my mindset,
0: like
3: I'm. I just think about the racial component of it i think about all the white teachers that you have at such a young Mm -hmm. age when you probably would be paddling that are dealing with these mostly black kids and i just those optics really really bother me Mm -hmm. yeah like it's like i don't want my kid getting hit because like and also like the way that it's like cultural misinterpretations like you looking at it as aggressive well my child is just frustrated yeah and you like oh i'm about to paddle you now Mm
0: -hmm. you know
3: so it's like it's not we don't have that it takes a village mentality really anymore yeah. So it's like I don't know that you're not just paddling my child because
2: you're frustrated or because you're upset. Mm-hmm. Cause and so that
3: mm, no, go ahead, Miss Madison.
2: My bad. No, that was it. I was done. I like right now. Again, I work with kids right now, and one of one of the kids when he gets upset, and not even just like he doesn't have to be mad, but when his feelings is hurt, and when he feels like sad or like uh, I don't know down the way he responds mm-hmm. is very aggressive and it's like, get away mm-hmm. from me. That's mm-hmm. how it sounds. And it's like at first, it's you, you hear that and automatically you're like, who the hell is you talking to? But then I have to stop and I'm mm-hmm. like, what's wrong? What's actually going on? What, what's the matter? Yeah. And you realize mm-hmm. it's not him trying to come off aggressive mm-hmm. or even like I'm trying to buck up to you. I'm just hurting. Me talking through yeah. that hurt, this is how it comes yeah. out. Mm. Yeah. But they don't process yeah. that. Everybody can't process that. And I just, I know nope, for a fact nope. the way white people deal with black kids is not the way that we deal with all kids. Because we do, I feel like we deal with all kids in a general way, regardless if they're white or black. White mm-hmm. people make sure they're separated. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. But you
0: know
3: what? And that, there was a study that said that. Um, students that have black teachers have better outcomes mm-hmm. like black teachers have higher expectations for all students not just black students for all students so it's like they're they're more empathetic they're more nurturing and caring and this was a study saying that like if you just got one black teacher you're gonna have better outcomes yeah. so that's like that's that's legitimate that's I don't real agree with
1: that. I what don't why why i don't agree with that because um that was a study I mean uh, you can't uh, knock I a know. study. Yeah, I can't. Why do you it's feel been, like it's been many studies? But... but why do
2: you why do you have that feeling?
1: Um because I didn't have all black teachers, you know, and then my outcome wasn't different. I feel like sometimes that I, and I'm different my case is different mm-hmm. but I think when my, the odds was bet against me that's what made me work the hardest I think that having white teachers showed me a different reality of this is how the world is going to treat me regardless mm-hmm. of anything else so it's not mm-hmm. like because the, the world is not going to be empathetic to me the world is not going to be sympathetic to mm-hmm. me they're not going to care for me they're not going to do anything so we got to treat this as a right. workplace and a work environment mm-hmm. so I'm treated by people that treat me as this is a job and I have to do my job and to teach you granted it's mm-hmm. not always should be like that, and should be genuine people that want to shape and mold the the youth. But uh, when it comes to certain things like that, I feel like when the odds was bad against me, it prepared me more for the world than somebody being nurturing and empathetic to me to the things that I can I can cope with and take with ease and a grain of salt to, to today.
2: But even I had nurturing and empathetic teachers as well. But my teachers still prepared us for the real world. We still knew what yeah. was up. But and I, like mm-hmm. I try to tell you, there's a way to prepare a child for the real world where you don't have to throw them to the wolves at first. You you show them, hey, this is how we gather. This is how we do things. But on the outside, this is what could be happening. So like, yeah, I think that in your situation. I I don't like the idea of always having to, to grind against something in order to become better. Sometimes I do like that something comes in and helps mold me, helps shapes me versus me having to hit against it in order for me to... I'm not a... The negativeness does not make me a better person. Imagine... Not saying you you haven't gone far, but just imagine where you could have been if you had somebody in your ear telling you that you could do it, that this is possible, that, yeah, and, and not just that you could do it, but you see somebody like you shining. When you see somebody like you shining, it's like, I know I can be there. I, I know that this
1: is something that is possible for me. I can't, I can't, I, I, once again, I can't agree with you with that because it's one of those things where it's like I've seen that without it being, somebody in the forefront i i've seen that it's possible you know what i mean from mm-hmm. either whether it's figures on tv or television i've seen that it can be prominent black people without somebody showing me that and sometimes people do need that you mm-hmm. know my situation is a little different from everybody else's situation but Facts. like i said like um it just prepared me for the reality of a no, you know, and I feel like when you're too nurturing people and that's why as our generation we have this entitlement figure because a lot of the times we are nurtured and we are and I don't know anybody in our generation
2: who was really nurtured for I, real, to say. You can't
1: tolerate a no but, in this generation. I don't think yeah, that comes so, from
2: nurturing. Go ahead
0: No, Ms. and it did like I just so I
3: feel like as black people and especially as black men um, you, all, you all encounter adversity on a daily basis. So to me, like when you're in school, you can't, you know, it's like your your IQ goes down when you're stressed, when you're anxious, and all these other things are going on. So I feel like the time when you need to be at your sharpest, when you're trying to like gain and retain information is when you're in school, and you mm-hmm. have to feel safe when you're in school. So I'm not saying that you can't have good outcomes if you don't have a black teacher. I'm just saying like the study is showing that you will your outcomes will be better when mm-hmm. you have black teachers because not and not only the nurturing part that's not the part that stood out to me the part that stood out to me is the expectations like it becomes like when someone expects a lot from you so here's another study y'all there was a, a two classrooms Their same standardized test scores wasn't different they were just split up randomly
0: mm-hmm.
3: one teacher was told these students are gifted The other teacher was told these are regular students. The students, right, the teachers who thought they had gifted students, they pushed those students harder and those students achieved more. So to me, it's not just about the nurturing aspect. It's about I believe you can do this. And for black teachers looking at black kids, they're like, you can do this. Stop mm-hmm. being lazy. Get it done. Whereas white teachers are like, oh, they grew up in poverty. It mm-hmm. may just be hard for them. They may go home to like parents who, you know, don't like them, you know, so it's like they lower, they push it back. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it. You deal with adversity. And that's what I told my son. Like, I want him to go to an HBCU. That's mm-hmm. like, it, he, he doesn't have to, but if he don't go, I ain't paying for it. Mm-hmm. So he has a choice. You know, I would never take that choice away from him, but I want him to go to an HBCU because my cousins were like, well, you need he need to go to a white university, and learn how to deal with like white people, like racism. He's gonna deal with that in mm-hmm. life. But I don't want him to deal with that when he's in school. I want him to be around successful black people. I want him to have a friend group of people who are black that look like him, that are successful and have the same mindset as him. I
0: can't. So
3: I'm not trying to agree. take away adversity from him, but I'm trying to make sure that when he's in a learning environment, he feels safe yeah,
1: and comfortable. And, and I get that, you know, as far as with the HBCU, but also you got to understand um, it's, 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 and I'm pretty sure you understand. I, I don't want to say it sounded like that, um, but you know, a lot of opportunities is different. You know, uh, I wasn't granted a lot of the opportunities from my HBCU not saying it wasn't a beneficial to me. And I understand I've seen a lot of black people striving for where I am, but We have to, you know, sometimes realize what the the majority is, you know what I mean? So not saying that, you know, you have to go where the majority is, but you have to learn how to navigate. I feel like I know how to deal with more white people or more diverse people going, having that background. I've been the only time I've been in public school was two years, um, junior, senior year. And then I went straight to HBCU. So then I know how to doctor my own community. You know what I mean? As far as, but I know how to navigate when a white person is being ultimately sarcastic. I know when they're trying to be um, fake funny yeah. or whatever. So I know mm-hmm. these things. Enough, but you shouldn't but have learned
2: that in school. That but wasn't...
1: Regardless, if I I know it now too mm-hmm. as an adult, I understand. I can understand that language that they think we don't know. You see what I'm saying? It's like when a person's trying to speak Spanish to you, you don't understand. But I've been te- I've been quote unquote say if I've been learning Spanish my whole life. Mm-hmm. You just don't think I know it because I'm black. hmm. And that's the same thing. You just don't think I know your body language or your mannerisms because I'm black. But I've been in these environments for a long time. Mm-hmm. Think of people like Carlton. Carlton has been nurtured and been in this in this world where he doesn't under, understand, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's the same bout. Just because I'm around successful black people don't mean that that's going to be my outcome. His
2: parents were successful black people, but he was at the school with the white people. And that also brings me back to you when you were younger and how you had identity issues because mm-hmm. you were surrounded by nothing but white people mm-hmm. that's not something that you have to necessarily go through when you go to, uh go mm-hmm. to black people not saying that's that yeah. can't happen but that's something that there there's are things nobody is saying you can't be great coming out of a white institution that's not what's being said yeah. we just know that more than more likely you will do better when you are surrounded by people who look like you and who are more eager for you to do better versus somebody who's like well he's just lucky to be here you don't want nobody looking yeah. at you like who because if, if i'm looking at you like you just lucky to be here i'm not trying to challenge you i'm not trying to make sure that you you are at your top it's just well he got it 66 on that that's probably all he could do he did his best. Let me pass him mm-hmm. and but, keep him going. But
1: do you, you're you're looking at it as like because you're one. Once again, I'm a person that I, th- I thrive off the negative. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that like all oh, positive affirmations work for me. I, I love when the odds are bet against because I love when you count me out. So to prove you better, I, I that's part of my it's probably toxic un, uh, nature. You know what I mean? But I feel as though that that's what I. I but that's because well. you
2: had to be conditioned with that. Imagine if you did not have to that's come from a place. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. you. Imagine yeah. if you wasn't conditioned to think that I have to. Something has to be pushed against me mm-hmm. in order for me to grow. Mm-hmm. Imagine if somebody was just watering you and you grew off that. Versus, mm-hmm. oh, I have to survive and shit. That's yeah. not. what you? Mm-hmm. What your experience is your experience. Mm-hmm. But just because you went through that does not mean that's the way it should have happened for you. And, and not saying it. it you know, the other way is the way it should have happened yeah. for you.
1: And I will agree that, you know, sometimes um, some teachers, <clears> one teacher told me that I wasn't going to land in the high school that I, I eventually, you know, went
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, on going. But what I will say this, people will mm-hmm. try to manipulate you and say you can't do it and probably put you on a path that you did not even want to go into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's Ooh, a lot of the sure. times. Um that happens in the case like you can't do it you can't be that and then you amount to it but this probably wasn't the place it was that's for you and anyway so
2: and i look at it like this too when you finish that when you get to the end of that i'd rather get to the end of something and finish it and accomplish it and be able to look back and say all these people knew i could do it versus well y'all didn't think i could do it but i'm still yeah. here because now i'm just celebrating with myself versus being able to celebrate with all yeah. these people who knew i could Support get to this point
3: mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's
2: a it's mm-hmm. a little different
1: that's powerful Thank you. Now, Miss Massey, um, you sound fine over phone. I need to see what you look like. I'm sorry. I'm to sorry. Be Ms. Respectful Ms. You, you do sound fine over phone. I'm, I, I know you got a son. You probably want to beat me up, but you do very, sound very fine over phone. <laughs> well,
0: thank you.
2: <laughs> but, uh, you know, you we talked a little bit. You touched on, like, um, losing a student. Do you want, do you feel comfortable to talk more about that? Like, to get into that? Um, yeah. I think that, like, oh. my bad. Okay, go ahead.
3: I'm
2: sorry. I'm Okay, got you. I think um, I share with Nas that, like, throughout high school, we, we were losing a lot of people um, left and right, like, to gun violence, to other stuff, car accidents, mm-hmm. everything. And then even after high school, graduating, them... Mm-hmm. These last few years has been terrible for my class. We've lost a lot. Of, we lost my best friend right before graduation. We lost him, what, a mm-hmm. week after mm-hmm. prom, a week before graduation, a week after prom, right in between. So, And we had another student who was uh, shot and disabled for a while right during that time, too. We were going through a lot. Mm-hmm. So as a teacher, as somebody who, you know, you build these relationships with these students, you take these people up under your wing and you are basically preparing them for their futures when then when those futures get taken away from them how how you know how do y'all process that how do you go on
3: you know i feel like i was at at some point i was becoming numb Mm -hmm. um it's like you know it, it, it almost feels like ptsd like i grew up in inner city cleveland um but i didn't like when i was in high school i went to um cleveland high school i didn't i didn't deal with like gun violence i didn't lose any of my classmates to gun violence um, and so I when I came to the the high school that I worked at, it became like it was like a numbness. like i I, I started to become concerned because I was like, I feel like, you know, I'm such a sensitive person, I'm so empathetic. and I started to just like be like, I feel like I was almost unable to feel something. And mm-hmm. so when the when you know the student that i that I had like become extremely close to, like, you know, I would take them him like, and the other student, the two other girls, like we would just go like, I would take them to dinner, we would catch up. I mean, lunch, we would catch up. Like, um, so when that happened, I wasn't in I wasn't in working in Cleveland anymore. I had left schools and someone had called me, like, and she was like, such and such got shot. And I was like, it was another kid. And I was like, Well, what happened? Like, you know, I wasn't thinking like mine, like, you know, mm-hmm. my student. Um, and and she told me no, such and such. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, I and I just remember like I was in the bathroom. And I just like fell to the floor and just started sobbing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't remember feeling like like that type of like I it, it took me by surprise, you know, because I felt like that's one of the reasons I left. I felt like I was becoming too numb to it, too adjusted to it. Mm-hmm. And it just like washed over me, like just like, no, like because this person was like a good person, you know, like not a bad person, smart mouth, irritating, you know, like yeah. just saying a little smart stuff all the time. But not a bad person. Like mm-hmm. the one out of all the students that I had, the one I knew was gonna call and check up on me. The one that every birthday I had was wishing me like happy birthday. Like, Ms. Massey, what you been up to? Like Miss Burns, like how you doing? Like what's mm-hmm. going on? You know, like just always checking up on me. Um, and like that one, it it really it affected me in a way that I didn't I didn't expect it to.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, you know, like I, I I was having trouble sleeping, like, you know, just like it it really made me look at just the the crisis like this violence crisis a little differently mm-hmm. in the inner city like it made me just like i i think that's one of the reasons i left the classroom because i felt like i wanted to i was like i gotta i, I just felt like helpless you know yeah. like what can i do like how can i like could i have done something differently like you know i just felt so dumb like why is he dead because someone because he said something to someone and that mm-hmm. person got mad you know, Fact. so why is his life over? Like at 20, how was Jay, like 22, 21? I don't even know if he was 22 yet. You know, like, um, I I don't know. It it really shook me up. And shortly after that, you know, we had another death. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't in your class. I think he was a couple of years behind y'all.
2: I'm trying to um, think. And
3: then, you know, <sighs> well, um, go
2: ahead. I, I was just trying to think who it was, uh, but I we don't want to say names on here.
1: Um Mm for for real, for real. So I have a question. When do you feel like you you have to give up on the student? And and you'd be like, Well, this is not my job anymore. Like you remove yourself from that.
0: That's a good
3: question. That's a good question. I don't feel like so for the hmm. I have had students where I felt like I've done everything. I mean, at some point, I think when you just get tired, like you're like, I've done everything I can mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't attach myself to this outcome anymore because it's going to break my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've just got to like pull back. Like I'll never stop, like, you know, like if I got to call home or like have conversations, I'll never get tired of that. But it's like you kind of remove yourself from the outcome of it a little bit
0: mm-hmm. where you
3: to protect yourself. Um, So I feel like it's never a point where I'll stop doing things, but it's a point where I'll, I'll stop like, you know kind of feeling
2: like um, so emotionally invested uh we talked a couple of weeks ago on here about um like t- teachers and parents and the relationship and everything um because i know a lot of people look at parents and be like well why aren't you doing your job why aren't you um you know sending your kids to school and, and i used to think like that too and then the other day not the other day but at that time it occurred to me that um you know right now we we have parents who are still like trying to be heavily involved in their kid's life but if i'm Mm -hmm. working 16 hours Mm -hmm. i don't really have i can't come home Mm -hmm. and give you a hundred percent parent if i just got done on a 16-hour shift i'm expecting you to do what you're supposed to be doing school so like how is that navigating with parents and like just being understanding of you know what parents is going through and what y'all are going through at the same time though
3: yeah, I think, and I think that's like, I think that's one missing piece. When we talk about like education, um, I don't feel like it's enough parental involvement. And I think I, sometimes I understand it because I know how intimidating it is when you come into a school and it, sh- it, it really used to bother me when I would go, because I was an intervention specialist, I would go to IEP meetings and hear these people talking in terms that are educational terms that if you don't work in education, you won't know.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: it's almost like you're trying to sound smart at someone else's expense. Like, you know, this parent doesn't know like what a percentile and you know like a a standard deviation is why are you using these terms um and i think sometimes that's why parents don't are like hesitant to be involved Mm -hmm. because you know either the teachers are talking down to them or they're using like educational language that's not like easily understandable to someone that doesn't work in education um for me like i i I, you know i came into a kind of like what you just said like why are these parents coming up to the school? Like, why are they not involved? Like, you know, just really with that kind of jacked up attitude without understanding, like my mom was a mom who was on welfare, who wasn't able to come. And I felt like my mom was a good mom, but she couldn't necessarily call off work all the time Mm -hmm. or she might not get paid. Right. You know, so it's like, it's not that she didn't care about us, but it's like, if you got to make a decision, do I go to work and work this shift and pay this bill? Or do I go up to my child's school? Sometimes you got to make the decision. It's not the one you necessarily want. So I think, like, it's it's for me, it was a mind shift, and like these, like they they care about their children, and a lot of times they're doing the best that they can. So it's not my place to judge, and I'm not gonna judge. I'm gonna just like mm-hmm. ask how I can support them, you know, like what can I do? Like, do you need my help with anything? Um, without trying to act like I'm trying to, you know, I, you know, without getting into that savior complex, which is easy to do. Yeah. Sometimes you know, if you're in the inner city for black and white teachers, it's easy to do. Um, but
1: just like, you know, realistically, how can I help? So um, I, I I dealt with this um, when I was in uh, school like elementary or, you know, I don't think not so much high school and stuff like that, um, but mm-hmm. not really assessing a kid. Right. I think a lot of the teachers don't know where the reality is that mm-hmm. the kid come from and they try to diagnose anxiety, ADHD or something like that, or try to throw them mm-hmm. in special egg. Uh, ed class. So, what is I want to know your take on 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 those instances like that?
3: Listen. So this that's so I was just so what I do now is I um I work for a charter sponsorship agency and we go around to different charter schools and do reviews and then I do like special special ad reviews. So I'm looking through the spam files and kind of like just trying to find trends like how I can support them. And so one of it, it just hit me like I'm looking at these all these like um sped files and I'm like I would guess that 70% of these students that have been diagnosed with disabilities don't actually have disabilities mm-hmm. but it's just like the teacher is like oh they're just out of control they won't sit still they need I need to do something I can't control them and so they they evaluate them and all of a sudden they're in sped. they're in special education Um, like but I don't think I don't think there's a con people don't make the connection between trauma in childhood Mm -hmm. and how it like impacts your like ability to learn in like educational environments and a lot of times what these teachers are seeing are the impacts of trauma and like Mm. trauma doesn't have to mean that you come from a jacked up home it can mean that you're living in an environment where you're seeing like People dying like violence, where you're surrounded Mm -hmm. by violence, where you're losing friends, you're seeing like people on drugs, you're seeing your friends whose family members are on drugs, you're seeing them navigate that. And that becomes trauma for you. And it impacts the way you think and how much you can how much you can take. Like it impacts like your ability to focus, like your ability to retain information. And instead of really like addressing those issues that trauma brings, and you know, we just put kids in special ed. So mm-hmm. I see it all the time. I was a I work with students with emotional disturbance, and ninety percent of my kids didn't have an emotional disturbance. They just acted up because they could, mm-hmm. so yes. they act out and do what they wanted to do because that's what they wanted to do. And the teachers like, well, I can't control you, and so then they got put in this label. And they were like, most of my
0: kids were really smart. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: a lot of times it seemed like it's the kids who who get bored easily and like, I'm done with the work. I'm done with this. I'm Absolutely. not challenged. What's
1: next?
0: Yep. Do you, yep. think,
1: do you think i'ma cut up do you think teaching is like hip-hop where people be like oh it's not like the old hip-hop where we got to teach and the mm-hmm. lessons and stuff like that it's like more like we got to mm-hmm. adapt and stuff like that do you feel like a lot of teachers is now in that era of i don't have to adapt they have to get with the program instead of uh adapting with the program if that you is.
3: know i absolutely and i see that in like schools like um in Cleveland where it's like suburban schools that are the demographics are changing. They're getting like this influx of black students. And a lot of them are like, you know, um, low income black students. And they don't know. They're like, I'm not changing. I've been teaching this way for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You got to get with it because I'm not adapting. I don't care. Like it's been working and it's really, it's harmful to like the students because like my sister works in a district and it's harmful. Like it's, it's you just see like these teachers, and the way they're interacting with these kids, they're kicking mm-hmm. them out. They're saying, you're not doing enough to protect teachers. Like, this kid is acting up. How are you protecting me? Get him out of the classroom. He needs to be suspended. Like, you know, and it's really just a lack of lack of adapt adaptability. Mm-hmm. The teachers can't adapt.
2: And you would when think, they should be
3: the ones adapting.
2: Right. You would think as a teacher, you should be able to adapt to different learning styles or at least uh, sh- showcase Absolutely, different learning styles for different students. Because you shouldn't have been... Yep. There, you can't tell me that 36 kids in your classroom are all the same nope. person, they all think the same, they all learn the same. Um, nope. and again, that is a lot of kids for one teacher. 36 kids, I remember we used to be in classes crazy. like that. That is a Oof. lot of kids, but you can't tell me, even in a class of 10, 15 people, everybody is thinking the same and everybody is like uh learning in the same way. You can't tell me that's happening. Nope. I see that they wanted teachers to become armed in classes. Like how do you feel as a teacher, even having to think about the possibility of a mass shoot or as someone who was teaching the possibility of a mass shooter coming in. And I know we have one of those situations at school where it was like a possibility or something, but like, what can you tell me what, what, what that's like to have to come into school every single day and, have that in the back of your head like this could be happening and then them wanting y'all to arm yourselves especially when you have situations like that situation that happened with the student and the teacher
3: i really really hate the idea of teachers arming themselves and again to me it's it's parallel to that situation with the spanking mm-hmm. what happens when it's a a, t- a white teacher who's fed up with a little black kid
0: mm-hmm. you know
3: and they felt, I, I felt attacked or I, if she was getting dangerous she was coming at me you know that's always a scenario that comes to my head when I think of teachers arming themselves, yep um it scares me, yeah, I don't like it, um I don't think teachers are paid enough, and I just don't think guns have a place in schools like it's scary I it's did. traumatic
2: when they first started so rolling bad. out the metal detectors, and I was in elementary, that scared me. I was like, what's going on? <sighs> what they bringing in here
3: I mean serious, but it, it doesn't help like yeah. when I was at the school, someone brought a a a, a weapon into my classroom by mm-hmm. opening it by uh, simply open a door and they brought it in
0: mm-hmm.
3: so that if people want to get something they find a way
2: right that is so scary though and to have to work it up is. under
1: that and just i don't know that is crazy i that, ain't gonna lie i was working at a uh uh school photography um i was always looking for the exes and once the kid was acting out when they wouldn't when come to that shooting stuff like they would really lash out mm-hmm. you would really be looking like all right it might be the day like today might be the day like where they had enough because it- the kids be <laughs> kids be ruthless mm-hmm. kids be so unfiltered like even as a person that's coming temporarily you have to be like on guard because you don't know like at any day this kid could pop mm-hmm. off and be like or any day somebody can come in because it's so easy it's so easy to yeah, get inside of is. a school. That's why I was like, "It is." I can literally. I don't. I don't know how you feel about uh teacher. Um, not teacher. Uh, what is? What was I just talking about? The uh, uh the not the it's a parent, parent, uh, volunteer. I don't agree with p- a parent volunteer being in the school. I don't care if you're a stay at home mom, sell, sell waste beads. That's how I felt because I feel like they don't be knowing, it. and those would be the people that be letting you in the school half of the time, especially mm-hmm. for my job. I could have be coming in with a whole bunch of ARs and grenades mm-hmm. and all type of stuff, and I can say, Oh, yeah, all right, well, they got. It school photography on this day all right yeah i'm the school photographer all right they let me in or you'll be in here and i can just set up shopping like it's no security when it comes to that and it's like oh yeah i'm the the school volunteer Mm -hmm. or something like that so i don't always agree that listen be on payroll if you want to help that's Mm -hmm. what i say that is crazy yeah and be vetted yeah Yeah. very be vetted
2: we go get into these closed captions and then we go uh wrap up the show Miss Miss okay. Massey I almost called you What's your first name.
1: I feel like we've we She we've already
0: said her first
1: You say what is it? I'm sorry.
3: It's Ailey.
1: Ailey, Okay. You married? No. Yeah.
3: I am not. Okay. I'm all right.
2: That's Miss Massey, have you ever uh read the book Dear Goddess Me Margaret?
3: When I was a really young child, but I don't I don't remember it
2: much mm-hmm. though. I, uh uh I, I read the book too. Like I was a reader. I don't know why I read it, but I don't knock that out. I read it. But um, you see, they mm-hmm. coming out with a movie with it, for or for it. Are they? They are. Um, for a hot <laughs> second, I was being a hater and I was like, I don't understand. They don't. This wasn't even a needed movie. And then I thought to myself, mm-hmm. like, it, it is a needed movie. It's a lot of young girls who go through this, or not have, even a lot, yeah. but you know for them there's Mm -hmm. a majority of young girls who experience this and this might be a good coming of age movie for them and not even just for them but even people around them to understand and like be a little bit more uh, empathetic to them when they are going through those situations and stuff Uh, and it kind of just made me think of like not being a hater but every just because it's not for you doesn't mean it can't be good for other people
0: that's true
1: because that it was a good show or a good book I like the book. Um, what did I recently watch that was really good? I've been on my I don't know, I don't, I ain't watched nothing that was really good. I've been watching a lot of weird <laughs> stuff. Um not nothing, nothing teacher based or anything like education. Actually, no. Here I was watching I will be watching um Corey Kinchin. Um mm-hmm. You I, I'm pretty sure you might not be familiar with him, but he's a, he's a guy, he plays games, but he's playing this like this horror game that's supposed to be quote unquote educational. Mm-hmm. And it's like a Dora the Explorer type of thing. And uh he pop you pop in the tape, you figure out these puzzles and stuff like that. But the girl is like um it it hooks the kids and it'll make the kids disappear. So many disappearances with the kids and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I've been more into that. It's been really kinda creepy because it's like it feels real real. Like they'll put like in the game they'll play like uh, um Like a real live tape, like me and you, like real Mm -hmm. live action tape, and it'll be like something real creepy, real eerie, and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it's been that's what I've been watching. um so um, with that that being said, like monitor like what your kids watch on a tablet, and because predators (laughs) are real, Um, (laughs) everybody's not a Chris Hansen. Everybody's not gonna expose a predator pedophile.
2: Um,
0: Mm.
2: (laughs) what about you, Miss Massey? Anything you've been watching lately?
0: Oh
1: damn! I
3: don't, know I don't. I don't. I feel like I'm watching up TV. I just um, I was watching a show called The Consultant. Um, this show called Your Honor. But i don't be. I've been reading a hmm. lot. I've been reading some good books recently.
2: You gave. Oh, um, she gave me some book suggestions. There were some. Dope did you pick books.
3: any of them up? No. I did. I what happened like, to you? Is like.
2: I actually have that one right now. That's one that's on my reading list. But you know how you get in the moments where it's like, okay, I do want to be on a spiritual journey. I want to be better. And you do that. Mm -hmm. Not like necessarily spiritual, but I'm on that journey where it's like, I do want to improve myself. I want to kind of be a better person. I want to read stuff that's going to... Yeah,
0: like self-improvement. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so I do have that. I've been looking up some other stuff and I think you sent another book. Uh, It was like... 15 essays by black men or something i think that might i'm not 100 sure but i did i listened to some of them um because i, I use like this audiobook thing called libby and that saved my life
3: i use that too I, oh oh gosh i love libby libby, I love libby is so
2: clutch i be doing everything and it i is. just press play and or like yeah driving whatever
1: it is so clutch
3: <laughs> it is it is
1: so, oh, no, I love Libby Um last thing, I Wait, got one. She had a book. Oh, go ahead.
2: <laughs> you said you've been no, listening the, to I a
3: book. Some... Oh, I, I've been, the one I sent you about neuroplasticity. Because those are the things that I've been on like poverty mm-hmm. um, and neuroplasticity. Like how trauma impacts the brain. Not really poverty, but how trauma impacts the brain and neuroplasticity.
2: Mm-hmm. Trauma so is those a have
3: been...
2: mother effer. I ain't it's a lie. beast.
0: It's a beast.
3: It, 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 it shows itself in so many ways in your life
2: that you don't even realize. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it it'd be is. crazy because you don't realize a lot of stuff until you are like, I'm 26 now. Damn. And yeah, <laughs> it's like I go back <laughs> and i be like, bro, I, I do this because of this. I fidget with myself because of this. Yep. I know yeah. why I have these problems. And it's like, read it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of good books out there that are not even just good books, but even people like listening to people's stories. Uh, I feel like help me understand myself a little bit better. Like
1: you realize where certain oh, stuff sure. come from. My last thing, um, before we wrap everything up, um, how did you deal with uh, teachers using, uh, saying sexual comments towards the women uh, that were in the high school and stuff like that, or if you ever had that challenge? Um, like other teachers? Yeah. Toward same other same. teachers? Well, not towards other teachers. Like, they'll but like say. Saying like, saying like sexist comments, like cover up and. No, not even sexist comments. Like, I think at the time of high school, I've heard uh, some teachers, like, in, in passing say something sexual about, like, a student or something like that. Like, what? Ooh. you... Like, yeah. That's. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Weirdly yeah. inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in a school? Yeah. In school. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: my gosh. Yeah, I've never. I've never. Seen that I have had a student come to me um and say that an adult staff member like made them uncomfortable, and they were like, the staff member asked them to go like downstairs with them to get something from the garage, and they were like, no, nah, because I know he'd be touching on people. Like some of the other girls said that like you know he get kind of inappropriate,
0: Ooh.
3: oh, um and touches on them. So yeah, but I've never I've and I've I've had a student come to me and say that a uh, an adult staff member says something sexual about me to them.
0: Mm.
2: And that's, again, one of them things that's inappropriate.
3: Like what you were saying, like, you shouldn't say certain stuff to students. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just not even like, oh, we bonding, like we both men, like, but no, because it's a kid, you know?
2: It's a time and a place, and it's like that, I've always felt like as even a person growing up, even with older men i don't want to talk sexual with you i don't that to me that's always been very uncomfortable that's not something i don't want to hear about what you 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 know your thoughts and everything yes. especially i'm a kid bro i mean, like you just sit there like um okay like yeah i mean you ain't got
3: no adult friends to talk to this about yeah but...
2: you can't tell nobody else's these is your thoughts and this is what you own. <laughs> Last question before we get to our positive messages. Last, one. have you ever had an f them kids moment? Where and I, because I feel like my class could have gave you that sometimes. <laughs> Fuck them
3: man, kids. Vince. Like the way that show class would not shut up. Y'all mm-hmm. were like, it was, it, the, it was, it was both. It was two honors classes, and it was both of y'all. It would never stop talking. And Her, then, like, yeah.
0: Oh goodness.
2: Her and my little like, brother ooh. used to be into it. Carl, oh you and carl? Did
0: I used to get into with carl?
2: Yeah, that especially with Mr. Bewley that year. That first year, I think that was the first year you <laughs> you came. Y'all were into it.
3: But listen, so this is the thing about that class. Like, I've always been an English teacher. Mm-hmm. Like I've always loved English. I hate math. Like, I just don't like math. But they put me into that class with him because, like, you know, they were like, well, he needs basically he he need a black teacher in there.
2: With right. Him. But I
3: hated math, and so your class, I didn't really, like... I, like, in a math class, I felt like I was just, like, there, like, security. Like, Mm -hmm. stop talking. Stop doing this. You know, and, like, in your class, just y'all wouldn't respond to nothing. I feel like, would y'all shut up? (laughs) Because we
2: thought we was grown. We thought we was grown, and it was like... We, like, who is this young woman coming in here telling us what to do? (laughs)
3: Listen. It was... I don't know. It was, like, and y'all, like, it's, like, because y'all was honors... So y'all was like a little bit of know it all. So mm-hmm. I was like, I know this. I'm an adult. I can do this. Like, I don't, Literally. you know, so I was like, oh, <laughs> goodness. Y'all was, y'all was a little, like, and you would think it would be like the other classes. Cause they like, you know, cause then other classes, they'd be cutting up. Mm-hmm. But y'all, y'all's reputation preceded y'all. Like the class of 2016, like you alls reputation was like, they was like, oh, this class ain't no joke.
0: We so.
2: wasn't, we was going through a lot. That was, a, that was, a. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we went through a lot within them
1: four years. <laughs> all right, that this. was my favorite class, though. It was my Thank favorite you. class. I'm gonna hit this button so we can get up out of here. All
0: right,
3: all right, it was a pleasure talking to oh, y'all.
1: Not yet.
0: Oh, okay.
1: What's it? It's about that time <laughs> where we leave a positive message to get through the week. Special guest, Miss Massey.
2: If you want, this is the time where you leave the guest with a positive message. This could be anything that you want to leave them with.
3: gosh put me on the spot um i just want to like um leave the message to i don't really have no positive message that sucks like <laughs> i don't like
0: know that? like always where
1: are you at <laughs> like, always, never, always
3: stay committed. listen i just say this stay committed to self-improvement mm-hmm. um look up neuroplasticity and understand the importance of like positive thoughts and um manifesting positive things in your life um what you focus on is what grows Mm -hmm. so continue to focus on like the best parts about yourself and strengthen those things and as a Mm -hmm. um, byproduct you'll just become a stronger and um have a better mentality and be a more positive person
2: i love that that was beautiful i love that what's your positive message um (laughs) since we were talking about teachers in this episode uh have a lot of respect for your teachers they go through a lot your teachers are still human at the end of the day they don't get paid enough to be dealing with a lot of stuff that they deal with um especially our black teachers i feel like it's a it takes a lot on both ends to be a black teacher because you number one have to deal with students and then you got to deal with your coworkers. and we like the older you get the more you realize how hard it is to be able to or how how draining it is to have to walk on eggshells with teachers, with students and all that. You got to balance that whole side and you got to keep your professional black side, which means that you cannot express yourself the same way that other people will, um, before you try to walk up on a teacher, just think: if if is this teacher done with, with your bullshit? Is this the time where they actually go swing back this time and ask if you really want them problems? Instead of walking <laughs> up on teachers, instead of trying to get aggressive with them, go get the principal if you don't dis- if you disagree with something. Go get a principal or go get your mama. That's what I used to do. I love that. That's
3: what I tell my son: don't argue with those teachers.
2: Get me. Right. it's
3: um, a- You know
1: that's um, the way you go about it Jeez, um my positive message to get through the week um it's one of those things where you're not what they say you are you know sometimes and, and since we are talking about a teachers episode, sometimes teachers say things out of spite sometimes it spirals into the classroom of what they're dealing with in real life mm-hmm. so um i yeah. know a lot of the times uh even the best students didn't even amount to the things that I've amounted to, um, and they have become, you know, the worst things, and you Mm -hmm. know, those students that you uh, call that they're acting bad or expressing bad, I always look at, um, they will always call me a procrastinator, but um, in my eyes, it's it's no cons in being um, something that starts with pro. Um, and I know, and I know, I know,
2: know I know
1: know, know that sounds crazy, but listen, I always feel like, you know, when it comes to a procrastinator is always equal to a laziness. That's two Mm -hmm. different things. And they don't even have the same synonyms. Um, so when you're procrastinating, you're just waiting on that, in that perfect time to elevate, you know what I mean? So when you're lazy, you're just lazy. So, um, (laughs) Yeah just be the best person you can be Don't let them people uh, Say you're less than you're not I, I was the bad kid I was the act out So you know I'm n- truth. Not saying that you know my life is the Pitch perfect place but I'm not where they said I was Gonna be so oh. and you know I never Will so that was my That's my positive message to, you uh, to man. I know right uh, That's my positive <laughs> message to get through the week um, I've been nice, I'm Vince A special guest
2: Hi thank you, Miss Massey, for coming on the show and uh, you know, speaking from an educational standpoint, you gave a lot of great thoughts on this episode. We appreciate it. Hopefully, yeah. we can have you on here again. Maybe get into in the. Uh, I would
1: love to see you in person.
0: This shut up, Stop! <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is this has been great. You sounded so amazing. This is this is. Um, to be very transparent, I didn't when Vince pitched the uh, idea to me. I did not think it was gonna be like crazy good, but you have you have turned. Um, I, this has been a great episode so far this day. I've enjoyed every last little bit of it. Um, so I wish the best for you, and and I hope you talk to more people to make you feel make them feel good as I good I did oh, listening to you today. So.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed myself. I gotta catch up on some of you
2: guys' podcasts. This was really interesting. So thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Well uh we don't always post it right after, but we'll let you know like right before we post the episode and stuff. Uh and if you feel like it's anything like you wanna not not go over, but like if you think about it and you like maybe I shouldn't have said this, I don't want that on there, just let us know. Um, and we'll edit it before sending it out or whatever.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a copy, um, a audio copy, so you can listen to it just to see. Definitely yeah. appreciate you, though. I appreciate
3: you guys. Thanks for the opportunity. All,
1: All right. right. See you later. Right. Well. Okay, bye-bye. bye bye. Thank you for being awkward with us. See you next
0: week. <laughs>